Welcome, everybody. Hey, it's the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. I'm Eileen Grimes, your host. I'm a year older this year, this week. I'm not telling you how old I... Well, I don't care. <laughs> Thank you, Nathan. Happy birthday. Thank you. Anyway, I, tr- uh, I, you know, I don't even care about telling people my age. I'm 69. Can you believe it? I don't even feel it. So what the heck? So I, I'm really seriously a senior citizen now. So anyway, so that happened on Thursday. And then, okay, and what we're doing today, we have a lot of things going on. We have Jackie Slevin on as our guest. She's so fantastic. And we're going to be talking about um, Megan and Harry today for the Celebrities of the Week. And she's got a lot of stuff that she's looked at that I'm kind of curious about. I think she's talking about the composite chart or something. Or the something chart. Anyway, so we're, it's something that's puzzling her. So anyway, we're going to be talking about that. And we're going to just be talking about astrological stuff anyway. And da-da-da-da, we're going to take your calls today. So if you have any questions or anything about your chart or you have a question you want to ask either one of us or both of us, you can call us at, what's the phone number? Four two five three seven three five five two seven or triple eight two nine eight five five six nine is the toll free number. Oh, thank you. I can't see the sheet over here. It's way heck over there. See, see that? It's right behind there. There you go. Thank you so much, Nathan. I like to be able to see what I'm doing here. You know, it's not like I've said that number a thousand times already, but that's okay. Thank you. Anyway, so we're going to be doing that today. We're going to have a good time. And um, I feel better, much better this year, I think. And um, except I noticed I'm pretty drowsy because I've got some serious transits that are coming up. And I'll probably talk to Jackie about it. She's a senior astrologer here. So I kind of like to pick her brain when she's on the show. So anyway, we're going to do that in just a minute. We're going to do the Astro Celebrity here in about a minute. And when we get back from the break, this is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. Alternative Talk 1150. We're on your radio at 1150 a.m. We're on your HD radio at 98.9 Channel 3. So many ways to listen. We're on the web at 1150kknw.com. Streaming live audio and video as well as MP3 archives of many of our shows. So many ways to listen. And now, we're on your smartphone or tablet. Download our free app in the Apple App Store or Google Play and take Alternative Talk 1150 anywhere you go. So many ways to listen. An alternative to everything else on your radio dial. Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. I am Eileen Grimes, of course, your host. And also Jackie Slevin is going to be on here in a second. And right now we're going to do the Astral Celebrity of the Week. Okie dokie. All righty. And with that, I'm going to bring on our guest, Miss Jackie Slevin. Jackie, how are you? Oh, fine. Thank you, Eileen. How are you? And happy birthday again. Oh, thank you. I can't believe I'm as old as I am. Uh, age is a number, my friend. Oh, I know. That's true. Yeah, you have a point. I mean, yep. every year I seem to get more energetic. So what the heck? Yep. Yep. So... Okay, we're going to talk about Harry and Meghan. Let me just give out their data really quick in case people are out there and actually want to run their charts. So, all right, Meghan is August 4th, 1981. 
at 4.48 a.m. in Canoga Park, California. And Prince Harry is September 15, 1984, at 4.20 p.m. at Paddington, Paddington, England. Okay, so let's basically I sort of thought we'd do it because they had that huge interview on TV and it's being talked about just by everybody on the planet. So I figure we just talk about it. And the thing about, I want to talk about uh, Megan first, is that I kept in mind while watching that interview, and I did watch it, and I thought it was quite good, and it was very sensitively done. But I kept in mind the stationary Uranus in Megan's chart while I was listening to her. And I said, boy, did she ever live up to that. Oh, did she ever. Yes. She absolutely did. Yep. And not only that... The stationary Uranus is squaring her sun. Yes. And while at the same time Saturn is opposing her sun. Yeah. Ratcheting uh, up all the, the hardship that she felt she was under. Oh. And Ceres was in her midheaven. Wow. With Chiron right on it. <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> so trouble with motherhood. Yeah. With unusual. And Chiron can. Be weird medicine, alternative medicine can also be mental issues, which yeah. are not part of the Hippocratic. Yeah, it's a secondary indicator for the mother, I believe, in the chart. Right, and Harry has series uh, of you know representing the mother in his natal chart on Algol, which is mean where you lose your head. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah, so. that's kind of tricky, isn't it? Holy cow! Not only that, and in Megan's natal chart right now, Pluto is right on her descendant, right on it. Yep, yep, yep. And it's going to station there twice for, until the end of twice. Yes, before the end of this year, it stations on October sixth. Okay. And on oh wait a minute, something mm-hmm. else that. Oh, and no, the second station is on December 19th. Sorry, I okay. had to turn the page. Is that the, uh, is Venus the, station's on it. Oh, okay. Okay, so basically what we've got here when we add all this up is that there was a real, uh, I don't know how I would say this, but uh, when they sat down and decided what they were going to talk about on the show, they had like one, two sections, one, two, and three, three being the, the least offensive two being semi-offensive, number one really offensive to the royal family and probably offensive to Harry, you know. And so I think Meghan chose number one. <laughs> I really I agree. do. Uh, and with Pluto on the descendant like that for Meghan, it's kind of like crossing the Rubicon. Yes. Because there's almost no going back to what they had. No. No, they can't. No, no, they can't. And I think this is what is a conundrum to a lot of people. Uh, Megan is the wounded person here. Yeah. Megan's the wounded person. And it it offends, how shall I say, it's a transformational experience for them. They almost can't have it both ways. I mean, if he's seventh in line and, you know, for, for the crown and they're worried about, security and that sort of thing. Well, if they want a regular life, a mainstream life, away from the pressures of royal life, part of them seems to want to have it both ways. Yeah, right. But in order to do that, 
Jackie, they would have to un- loose, unloosen all of that Pluto crud before oh, they could I, move and forward. And that's not going to come apart. You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah that and Pluto's not going away. And it puts them out in, a public, in the public eye in a way that didn't necessarily need to be in the public eye. Right, yeah. I, you know, I almost felt as though they uh, released so much stuff. I mean, I wonder if they even meant to do it somehow. It, and, exactly. It was like uh, Oprah opened Pandora's box. Yeah. Or was it already opened and she just brought it to the public? Well, you know, I could. It, it, you have to probably bring in Oprah's chart into that thing, too, because that's going to tell us a lot about how that thing would turn out. But, yes. you know, um, I think with the transits the way they are in Megan's chart, she's going to have to do it. She's going to have to bite the bullet and reveal it, you know, Mm -hmm. in order for her to become emotionally free of that stuff, you know. And this is the stuff that's going to, I don't know what it's going to do to the marriage, but the stuff about uh, wanting to know uh, just exactly how dark Archie's skin was, I thought that was so petty. Unbelievable, yeah. you know, and several other things about her skin, you know, and being part mm-hmm. black, and how's that going to be in the lineage? And that's all very Plutonian, you know. Oh, extremely. Yeah. Yep, yep because it's at the cellular level. Yep, that's exactly right. You know, yeah, it's something that they cannot change. And speaking of their wedding chart, now here's the data for okay, their wedding. Okay. Okay. I don't have the chart here, so you'll have to give me the details. Oh, yeah, the uh, data is uh, Harry and Meghan's wedding, May 19th, okay. 2018, 12.39 p.m., British summertime. 12.30, what was it again? I'm sorry. 12.39 p.m., Okay. 12:30. British summertime, BST, minus one hour. Okay. In Windsor. Windsor, In the oh. U.K., 51 North 29, 0 West. 38, and it's two Virgo rising. Okay, okay. so that was going to be interesting with old uh, Harry's chart, for sure. Yeah, now there's Regulus, the royal, the royal star, is widely conjunct the ascendant because Regulus has now processed into zero that's, Virgo. That's right, yeah, we were watching Right, it. so Regulus is on the ascendant, and Algol is widely, is the, is the sun mid-heaven midpoint, Okay. The midheaven's mid- twenty three Taurus and the sun is twenty eight Taurus. Okay, right. And twenty eight Taurus is the Pleiades. Yeah, yeah. Sorrow. Yeah. Sorrowful, sorrowful women. And there's, a, I think, Diana's ghost. <laughs> I was, was just going to say that. Yeah, Diana's ghost. Diana was hovering over that interview. Oh yeah, she certainly was. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, the thought I had was, this is like. Watching that interview, how many years ago, with what's the the, the guy that they had the one on one interview on BBC with that guy, and and she she was basically talking about how put upon she was. I mean, I almost felt like I was listening to Diana again. Almost the yes. same exact cir- circumstances. Yes. Yes. History does repeat itself. Yes. Yes. And especially in Harry's chart when he has the Moon conjunct series. In the fourth house. That's right. And Sirius yes. is on Algol. Yep. And yeah. I just we were just talking about this the very second we went on the air, and I found this yesterday. I thought, well, I didn't even check if Harry had any stationary planets. He's got Neptune stationary. Yeah, I mean, I missed that. That's amazing. Well, and Neptune it, rules his seventh. No, Neptune 
Then his seventh house of relationships. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, no, it isn't. No, no, no. no. I'm sorry. Where's Pisces? No, it isn't. Here? It's the third house. Yeah. Third house. That's his brother. Yeah. No, it's not. It w- it... Well, yeah, it would be. Yeah. Like the siblings. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, it, yeah, but, you know, but it's also how he speaks. How does he speak to her, you know, through the third house, house Neptune? I mean... There's obviously a very shy person inside of him, you know, who's not exactly wanting to spew it all out. You know, he wants to keep some of it hidden, you know, and he does have a bit of a a fairyland head, you know. It's oh, every, extremely. You yeah, know. There's, yeah he, he kind of came across almost like a man-child. Yeah, he did. I right? thought, what? I mean, yeah, because... People who grow up in that environment don't know what normal is. No, no, it's not remotely close to normal. So, no, no, it's and and I thought, you know, how was, you know, how was he brought? Well, of course, losing his mother at a very early age, and I wonder how he didn't. I don't know, deal with it that much. Doesn't seem like, and you know, and perhaps use the road of fantasy to get away from it in some respects with a Neptune or the the Pisces on the third house, but you know, and that. Of, of course, being the ruler of that is Neptune, and that's stationary. So that's like a big, huge, flashing red light there going, oh, watch out, watch out. This is going to get way more attention than normal. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, well what, what data are you using for Harry? I'm using September 15th, 1984, 4.20 p.m. Yep, that's what I got. Yeah, so that will put his natal Neptune in the 12th. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. In the 12th. Which only reinforces the fairy tale, and yeah. p- particularly because Neptune rules his second house of money. Yes, that's right. Yes. Yeah, so he wants all these millions of dollars. You know, he says, all the, all the money I have in the world is the $22 million my mother left me. See, he's got nothing, it's got nothing to do with reality. Yeah, right. The perspective. Some of us would like that $22 million, yeah. sir. But, you know, it, it's the perspective of it is that he doesn't see that through real, I'd say, eyes that are realistic. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So right. anyway, okay, we've got to take a break really quick here. And when we get back, we're going to be talking some more about this because it's just so darn interesting. Okay. Yep. Anyway, we'll be going off to take this little break. And this is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. <laughs> This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to New Pro Supplements, we cover the world of animals. This week, it's best neuroenergetic balancing, Rasmussen Reset, and Energy Code Sunday with Nels and Linda Rasmussen in the studio. We'll have open phone lines, and they can help you or your animal friends with physical, emotional, or behavioral issues. Hope you can join us and plan to call in for your free remote session. Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. And this is a live read for Ms. Wanda Buckner. Wanda Buckner is an energy healer and psychic. Mediumship is a natural extension of her work. She sees pictures and videos from people's and animals' lives, talks to them about their deaths, and views their past lives. When Wanda's communication with human and animal loved ones who have passed eases our loss and increases our understanding of this world and the next. Even though we are in difficult times, did you realize that you can still meet with Wanda via Zoom? If you would like to talk to Wanda, contact her at WandaBuckner.com or phone her at 360-491-3000. That's 360-491-3000. 
1-800-273-3187 or email her at wanda at wandabuckner.com. Seattle, Tacoma, Antwerp. That's right. We're streamed worldwide on our app and on the web at 1150kknw.com. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. This is Eileen Grimes, astrologer. And with me today we have on Jackie Slevin, we are talking about Ms. Megan and Mr. Harry. And because they're very interesting people, but we've been discovering a lot of stuff here about their chart. And um, also, so what other things did you notice about the chart, Jackie? Well, I'm going back to the wedding chart. Okay. And I just pulled up the ephemeris. Okay. So uh, as a, to repeat, Megan and Harry's wedding, May 19th, 2018, 1239 p.m., British summertime in Windsor, U.K. Okay. Well, the they were married on the 19th of May. On the 15th of May, there was a new moon conjunct Algol. Right on the midheaven of this chart. Oh. Is that amazing? That's just, I, I feel sorry for them. I mean, I, uh, I do. You know, <laughs> tough to, to deal it's with. It's like a curse. Like they're going to, there's going to be massive, massive upheaval here. Yeah, right. And look at all the stuff that happened after they got married. Immediately, Megan was slam dunked by the entire pu- British public, you know. Yes. Yeah, and yes. it just really hit her hard. So, yes. And right now, the transiting Saturn is on the uh, south node of the wedding chart. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they're de- yeah, and Pluto is opposing the moon of the wedding chart. Oh. Yeah. So all the psychological <laughs> stuff is being all the garbage, and as you know, as the Brits would say, or any other, all the dirty laundry is just being hung out on the clothesline for yeah. everybody to see. I have one word for that, and that's stinky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all, all the stuff is coming. It's, it's Pluto. It's the upheaval. It, it's the underbelly is yeah. being exposed. Yep, and then there's Saturn, which just makes it so hard. The work is so hard that you so have to hard do. So hard and so oppressive and so upsetting. Yeah. So, I mean, and she actually was talking about the fact that she wanted to commit suicide through all this. Yes. Yeah. And that yes, was, that's and a hard, that. That was, the, I think, that was the, the worst part. That if she, whoever she approached in the royal family to get therapy, and they wouldn't provide it because yeah. it was allegedly bad for the institution. Yeah, that's tragic. It is, and that's exactly you know she basically took a light and shone it on the monarchy. This is yes. what's really going on with them in a in very a, Plutonian way. Yeah, and and uh, no compassion at all. And we know how Diana was. She was extremely sensitive and compassionate herself. Almost a replay. Very much so. Very much. And Megan's very much of a replay of that. So, I mean, if we didn't get the lessons first with Megan, we're going to get it again. I mean, with Diana, we're going to get it again with somebody that comes up later. Perhaps somebody that marries one of her kids. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The karma is being played out. Yeah, it is. Down through the generations. Another person that looms largely in this, whose ghost is over this along with Diana's, even though people may not realize it, is Rupert Murdoch, whose press helped to fan the flames of this. Oh, wow. Okay. Right? I mean, it's the British, it's the press that hounded Diana. Yeah. Yes, literally. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And they're doing the same to Megan, and now they want everybody wants to take pictures of Archie. Yeah. I mean, first of all, it's nobody's business, but newspapers yeah. weren't like that. Yeah. Fifty years ago, they really weren't. They yeah. weren't that. They weren't that intrusive. Yeah. Everybody wanted a piece of of Megan. Everybody did. Yeah. Everybody and everybody took pieces of Diana. Yeah, they did, and she wasn't left with much. No, she wasn't. Yeah. So. No, and when you marry as a teenager. The frontal cortex isn't closed yet. Yeah. So your personality isn't really clo- isn't formed yet. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So you don't have all of the knowledge that you need to have to cope with something like that. No, and her family was so gung ho on her being a royal, and so she was a woman child, and now you know being thrust into the position, and she has Harry now the man child being yeah. thrust into his position. It's all there. <sighs> So, right? yeah, I totally agree with you. Yeah, uh, because um, it seemed as though their interview, they're sitting there and I mean, it was lovely that she's pregnant and all that. But, you know, they were I just kind of noticed my feelings when I was listening to them. I said, these two were kids, you yeah. know, they're yeah. little kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a teenage, you know, like. Teenage couple getting married or something that yeah, and they don't have they don't have to struggle. You see, like when two people get married, what you're doing is you're pulling the load. Okay, the ancient Chinese glyph for Libra was a halter, right? And it was a double halter because these the two oxen who are being joined together. They're being yoked together to pull a load. Yeah. You have to work as a team, right? You pull the load together. These people don't have to pull a load. No, they don't. It's already no. built in for them. Yeah. Oh yeah, the load's already the load's going to be pulled. You just have to just chill out in front of it, right? Yeah. That's right. Right. Yeah. And w- they're taking that. Uh, on one hand, it's a blessing. Yeah. And kind of skewing it and using it, and almost abusing it the wrong way. You know, I mean, to, to abuse something is to use it the wrong way. Right. Yeah. And that's kind of what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. I kept wondering, you know, and I kept hearing the reports coming back from England. They really didn't want to have this thing broadcast. They didn't want to because they probably knew something was going to show up like it did, you know. And um, I thought, well, maybe they'll cancel it because I kept thinking, is this the best timing for this, you know, as far as. All of the other things that are going on in the world, and we, now we have to look at, you know, some some garbage and, you know, some backwash from this royal family thing. Well, now it, it's amazing how all their laundry has just been thrown out on the lawn. You know, it's just incredible, you know. And um, but again, when you look at, at lovely Megan's chart, all the Pluto stuff, this is meant to happen. I mean. Oh, absolutely. Yep. It was meant to happen. I mean, she had to purge it. And what's the resulting of her purge? You know, the entire royal family is going to buckle down and clean up their act, you know, hopefully. But we'll see, you know. But um, it seems like Elizabeth is quite sensitive to her and says, we need to look at this. She's concerned about it. And then she doesn't want the rest of the staff going and yapping around because they were, I mean, because of the fact that, that, uh, Megan overheard some things from their staff members about the color business mm-hmm. and several other things that really upset her. 
you know, and um, it seems like, again, you're talking about issues of power, you know, even though the power sits at the top of the throne, everybody else underneath seems to think they have a part of that, which they don't. So they need to, like, sign off and close the yap, you know. Yes, but I don't think that's going to happen. Oh, I don't either, but that's, that's idealistically. Yeah. Yeah. The proper thing, well, you know, you have to admire the Brits because the old signs that they had during World War II, right. during the uh, Battle of Britain, keep calm and carry on. Yeah, that was in all the subways or what, the underground they call it, and all around. The, these people lived through a bombing. You know, keep calm and carry on. Right, and keep that stiff upper lip, which is so in, so characteristic right. of British people and. Uh, and their motto is never complain, never explain. And, yeah. we, and when you think of it, that's not a bad way to be. No, if that's you're not true. complaining, you won't have to explain any, anything. You that's just have true. to keep calm and carry on. Yeah. And now, isn't Great Britain a Capricorn country? Uh, there's two ways of looking at it. It's a Capricorn country in terms of William the Conqueror arriving in 1066. Right. It's a Taurus country in terms of government. Okay. Oh, all right, all right. So, yeah, so I have the chart of Britain here. Oh, yeah, uh, the chart of Great Britain that we know today to be Great Britain, Ireland, Wales, and all this, Scotland. Okay. Right. Uh, May 12, 1707. Okay, that's and the And this is the chart. chart that the British astrologers use. Okay. For Great Britain. May 12, 1707, okay. midnight, uh-huh. 0 a.m. in London. Okay. So that sun at 20 Taurus conjunct the part of fortune at 20 Taurus. Okay. Oh, and look at this. The midheaven is 21 Scorpio, mm. and the wedding, the IC for the wedding chart is 23 Scorpio. Wow. See? Yeah. Yeah. So this is faded. I mean, I hate to say it, it sounds so corny, but it's totally faded. Oh, sure. Yeah. They're, they're yeah, they're breaking away for a reason. They have their reasons. Their reasons are valid. Yeah. But need they need to? Do they have to keep them so public? Yeah. And the 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 culprit there, the biggest culprit I would have to say would be the press. Yeah. Just because as what just as it was with public. Diana. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and so. uh, Harry. I mean, look at the the mommy issues of Harry of the Moon and Taurus exalted conjunct. Series in yeah. the fourth on Algol. I mean, so this is a, a woman, a, a, a mommy that you exalted, that you were so close to, but she had severe misfortune come to her. Yeah, yeah, and, and she was taken away from you as a result. Yeah, and Diana in a similar way, you know. Exactly, and and that's I don't know that. Megan will be taken away from Harry. I mean, I, I can't speculate on that, but yeah. she's taken him away from his family. Because didn't he say at one point during the interview, I didn't know I was trapped yeah. until I met Megan? Right, right. exactly. Yeah. yeah, and she knew she was trapped. Okay, so we got to take a break. We've got more stuff to talk about. What I want to talk about when we get back is Megan's stationary Uranus is being activated like crazy. So I want to talk a little bit about that when we get back. Okay, this is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And this is a live read for A Barrel Full of Monkeys Productions. 
Barrel Full of Monkeys Productions is a company that is run by Matt Shea, who's basically coordinating audiobooks to be recorded of his books. So anyway, um, he's going to have a whole collection of these once we get them completely out. And we did do our first uh, copy not too long ago. It was $5. You can get that on his website, which I'll give you in a second. But um, we have done a second one, too. And I'm, I'm involved with it because I'm a part of this. So basically what we do is we each of us read a story from one of his books. And his books are really wonderful. They're very home, down home and, and really sweet. So anyway, um, let's see here. Uh, you can you can get the second book here when it comes out. Now, it's going to be out pretty soon. We have one more uh, so- particular s- thing to do. <laughs> thing. What's the thing? Book to read. But uh, And the person that's going to be doing that will be doing it, I believe, possibly tomorrow. So we hopefully. Anyway, so <clears throat> if you want to find out more about Matt's books, you can contact him at mattsheabooks.net. And also, he has a fun, really good book out, The Meadowdale Community Project. It's a real winner. That's terrific. You can write him there at his personal email address at workinmat 7 at AOL.com. And don't forget, again, his website at www.matshaybooks.net. On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcomed back Bridget Gaspard, author of The Final Eight, to discuss enlisting our inner selves to accomplish our dreams. On Saturday, Jacob Cooper talks about his insights resulting from a near-death experience years ago and how that has shaped his life today. Bringing you mastery and mystery one hour at a time since 2007. We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Wondering what's on next on Alternative Talk 1150? Check out 1150kknw.com. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And let me give out the phone numbers again because we are taking calls this hour. The number is 425-373-5527 or toll-free in Western Washington at 888-298-5569. And we have a call on the line. Oh, goody. And who's on the air? This is going to be Renee from Renee. Seattle. Welcome to the show, Renee. You're live with Jackie Slevin and Eileen Grimes. Hi, Hi Renee. Thank you. Hi, Eileen and Jackie. Hi. What's Hi. your question? Well, um, I know my sixth house. Isn't that the house of health or something? Yes. Um, I have Uranus there, and it's in Cancer. Okay. Does that explain some of the health issues I've had? It probably does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how would you say say that how that would be, Jackie? Uh, well, the, the sixth house is the house of health maintenance, yeah. okay? but the ascendant is the house of wellness and your oh. physical body and your vitality. That's okay. what the problem is. I've got uh, Capricorn there. Oh, okay. So you've got Capricorn rising? Uh-huh. Okay, so Saturn is your ruling planet, and yeah. we have to see what it's doing. Uh, but your health problems could be Saturnian, Capricornian, and if you have cancer so do you have Gemini or Cancer on your sixth house cusp? Uh, Gemini's on a cusp. Oh. Okay, well then it would be Mercury and Saturn would be okay. your weak spots medically. That's uh-huh. the lungs, that's knees, that's shoulders, that's hands, that's also circulation, bones, teeth. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Well, now any I- of that make sense? Yeah, it does, but what, right now it's digestive. <laughs> oh, oh, so like, digestive. Okay, where is that fit? And I know cancer is something to do with digestion, but yes. that's yeah. Yeah. right. Yeah. 
And that's on the sixth house, right? Cancer? No. No, no, that, no uh, the sixth uh, house uh, is Gemini. Yeah. Oh, okay, but it, cancer's in the sixth house, Yeah, cancer's though. in the sixth. Okay, so that is the digestion part. Uh, is, is it aspecting any other planet in your chart, that Uranus? Um, no. Okay, oh, it isn't? It's all by it itself? Isn't? Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, there that, you go. There you go. <laughs> that's another reason. <laughs> if, it's a fer- if you have a feral Uranus, that's, that's called feral. It means it's wild. It's like a wild animal. It's yeah. not connected to anything, right? Oh. Yeah. So, and if you want to harness it and tame it, you've you got to jump through hoops to do that, right? Yeah. So yeah. You're di- there's something in your digestive system that doesn't behave as it should. Yeah, yep. and it gives you a nervous stomach, doesn't it? Yep. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's the first thing I was going to say about Uranus and the six, that it just hypes up your your um, your nerve system gets all whacked out from it. Yeah. yeah. Also, yeah. Uh, your uh, emotions are, play a role in your digestion. Yeah. And mealtime might have been problematic for you growing up. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. So you probably want comfort food really bad. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and you, you may be selective about when and how you eat and what yeah. you eat. Yeah, I have been lately. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. And you yeah. may not want to uh, sit down and have a meal among people that annoy you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody? <laughs> That's for sure. I would agree there. No, but, that, you know, some people can sit down and have coffee with somebody and you know they're basically irritated but they can go along to get along but that really might not be the case with you and coffee for you just wouldn't work that's going to make you nerved out yeah yeah so yeah that's that's interesting i never knew about that being a single planet in a chart the house that's great it is you know it's a it's unaspected and that means it takes a heck of a lot of it's sort of like a stationary planet but different but it's it takes a lot of weight in the chart, oh, okay. and it acts out quite a bit. And Uranus, like she said, a stage, you know, Uranus that's not aspecting is is a wild child. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, great! Thank okay. you. Thank you. Okay. Appreciate it. Bye bye. Bye bye. That was a good question. It was very it good. Was very good question. Very mm-hmm. very knowledgeable. Okay, so we were talking. Oh, we were going to talk about. Um, uh, Megan stationary Uranus. Yes, that's one of the first things I really, uh, I really wanted to know what she had on her chart when I first heard about her. Because first mm-hmm. of all, she's mixed. That's that's Uranus, and two, she's kind of a you know, she's definitely a revolutionary. She picks film roles that are that way when she yes, was doing and movies. She's going to buck the system. She won't yeah. adjust. Nope, she won't. Nope. Uh-uh. And it's in the fifth house of her children. Yeah. Okay. And here she's she's had a miscarriage, right? Yeah. Yeah, she did yeah. have one right between her and the baby now. Yeah. Right. The girl. So. And the first one was uh, controversial. It was interracial, as will the next one be. Yes, that's true. You that's, know. And also, Uranus rules her eighth house of her partner's money. Oh. Oh. Do you love it? I do love it. <laughs> I feel sorry for income. her. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like you think that I bet a lot of people think she's got really easy because she's been an actress. She's done well. And then she jumps into being a princess. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I'm looking at this chart. I go, no way. No, she's had it rough her whole life, you know, in some respects, because 
when she was growing up, she had a black mom, and I don't know if the dad... Oh, he's white. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, and so that's going to create problems right there, mm-hmm. you know, and being a cancer rising, that means the identification is with her mother, you know, and so that's a very mm-hmm. strong force in her life, you know, and her mom is still alive, thank God. That's good. Cause oh, yes. they're sharing the house that they're in, I believe. So, um, yeah, it's, it's just really interesting, and the Leo... I mean, the amazing thing is the Leo North Node, Mercury, and then the Sun. I mean, she's got to really learn how to love herself, really learn to love herself deep down, you know. And I Well, th- yes, uh, and also with Saturn opposing her Sun right now, she's having a terrible time doing that. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and, you know, also she's got a Saturn conjunct her moon. That's tough. Yes, she does. That's tough. So um, it's kind of inbuilt into her chart, you know. It's like, which force does she obey, the Saturnian or the Uranian? You know, which one? She's got those forces equally distributed in her chart and in her. So she's going to follow the rules and see the firm, you know, being the royal family. That's a pretty big entity, you know, and it's, it's uh, socially huge. It's huge everywhere on the planet. So that's like the ultimate Saturn, Saturn picture, you know. So that's up there. And then she's got all of this other stuff that says, no, I don't want to do that. No, I don't want to do that. Uh -uh. Mm Uh-uh, uh-uh, no, no. The ruler of her seventh, who you attract to you, okay, is Capricorn, and her Saturn is exalted. Yep. Exactly. So she's she's she hooked up with a very exalted person, yep. can, and the Saturn's conjunct the Jupiter. He'll be well off. He yep. will be favored. Yep. He'll and, be in excellent condition. And it's interesting that she would be attracted to him because he's a Capricorn rising, you know, with a Capricorn mm-hmm. on the seventh house. So right, I mean, and her Mars is right on his descendant. Yep. Right on it. Yep. That's true. Oh yep, so that, that's irritating and attraction at the same time. Man, that's a close one, too. Yep. It's like within 10 minutes of that. Yep. <laughs> but you know what they say, when Mars is in somebody's first house, and I remember I talked to an astrologer, he said, it's kind of like this, Eileen. If you have your Mars on their ascendant, they kind of like your smell. <laughs> it's interesting. It, it's It's primal, you know, it's... They get your motor running. Yeah, they do. So guess what? We have another phone call on the air. Oh, good. Okay. That is Harriet in Seattle. Welcome to the show, Harriet. And your voice sounds familiar. I think I might know you. I know her. Hi, Harriet. How are you? Hey, how are you doing? Great. Great to talk to you It's great to talk Uh, to you, too. This is Harriet Walden. I mean, I just wanted to give a couple of things that you might not know that uh, that was a black queen once. Her name was Charlotte. Uh, uh, They kept her in the basement. Oh, uh, and a few uh, generations ago, that's what Charlotte, North Carolina, is named after. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And I uh, and I think she came from a Portuguese line, uh, and something like that. But also, remember that one of the kings advocated the throne to Mary Simpson. Uh, yeah. What was that? You remember that? I mean, that was during World War Two or something like that. It was one of those guys that 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 was what was in next in line, and he advocated to he he wanted to marry an American, mm-hmm. and he did. Uh, and stuff. So anyway, that's that. Some of that royal stuff that uh, 
you know, I mean, people can go back and research Queen Charlotte and, you know, I mean, every now and then they needed to strengthen the black pool, the, the gene pool. And so, yeah. so this would be the second person in that lineage. I mean, in right. the lineage of the, but, but Charlotte was a queen. Now, uh, well, Charlotte time. was kept in the basement? Yeah, I mean, because, well, she was dark skinned. I wow. mean, and of course, you didn't have the paparazzis and you didn't have all this media uh, stuff. But, uh, yeah, she was not on display a lot. Wow. Um, because yep. of, uh, yeah, because she was Portuguese and uh, and African. I don't know, but, I mean, she right. was a royal, wow. she was a royalty. So that's how so she got Queen, So Queen Charlotte was who in the, in the British family, right? Yes, she was in the British yeah, family. Yeah, she, she, she was, she was married the to the king who was the king before... Uh, King George, when America oh. became, you know, a colony, and before the revolution, I think it was King George's father, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, I, I, and that's why Charlotte, North Carolina, is named for her. Wow, wow! And she had something yeah. so like twelve his, or fourteen children. Like history, yeah. That's well, she had a lot of children. Now I don't know if they all lived, but she did have them. She was busy, but that's why she was She'd in the be really busy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she never gets out of the bedroom. <laughs> right? Oh my goodness! Oh my gosh! All the media that they have today, see, so that stuff is kind of hidden away. And then this other guy, he he uh, he advocated the stone throne, and he married a woman named Simpson from America. Oh, uh, right. uh, I don't know what which line he was in. I think he might have been Queen Elizabeth's brother. Okay. Uh, uh, or something like that. But he gave it up because he wanted to marry. Uh, uh, he wanted to marry this American woman. So. No, he, he was um, Elizabeth's uncle. Oh. He was Elizabeth's father's brother. Okay. 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 And he married a woman named Simpson. Is that right? Yes. Like yes. Wallace, Wallace Simpson. Simpson. Yes. She yeah. was an American, yeah. and they, they would not permit her him to marry her because she was divorced. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. And I don't know if she was wealthy. I don't know if she was a wealthy divorcee. I'm sure he wasn't marrying a poor divorcee, but. Anyway, I just thought I'd liven it up. Well, a little thank bit you, you so much for the information. That's <laughs> okay. awesome. All thank right. you. Okay. Bye bye. That was good. We need yeah. to be reminded of it. history is so interesting because the traits of the uh, the Uranus traits through the Scorpionic traits and all that going through the British family are all over the place. Yes, and Megan was born on a Uranus station at yep. twenty six. Scorpio, yep. and there's an eclipse this coming November at 27 Taurus, exactly uh, opposing that Uranus. Oh, that's going to be interesting to watch. Whatever. Oh, won't it be? Then. That's going to impact everything. Harry's income. Hugely. And that's also going to impact the child she's oh, going yes. to have. Yeah. Yes. Oh, boy. Okay. So anyway, we're going to take another break really quick. When we get back, we're going to finish up with Ms. Jackie Slevin. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And this is a live read for Susan Bergstrom of the Medicare Exchange. Susan Bergstrom is a licensed agent in Washington and Oregon, helping people obtain security in their lives by providing insurance that pays their final expenses and money for transitioning after a loved one dies. Retirement consists of a lot of moving parts. She will help you with Medicare plans that best suit your needs. Medicare is not only state-specific, but is also county-specific. So having a lot of opportunities, she will help you narrow down your choices to one that is suitable to your health and financial needs. This includes Advantage plans, supplemental supplements, and prescription drug plans. 
Seniors can rely on Susan to obtain financial security through many programs that protect seniors from market downturns and guarantee a competitive rate of return with no downside risks. Susan will also educate you on long-term care. This is an area many people don't plan for in retirement. So early planning can protect your assets and protect dignity in your later years. Susan enjoys working with people that partnered with the Medicare Exchange located in Tacoma and Linwood, Washington. You can talk to her freely about your situation and know that Susan will work to make you feel comfortable in all decisions that need to be made. You can contact her at 253-318-9379 or by email at sbergstrom at americanseniorbenefits.com. Tell your friends about Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising show right here on KKNW. We're having a rip-roaring, snorting particular show today. Pretty good stuff. It's amazing how much you can talk about the royal family on the show. So anyway, uh, welcome back, Ms. Jackie. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. So anyway, what were we talking about before? Yeah, we were talking about Queen Charlotte, the part of the lineage, you know. Yes, yeah, and she had like 12 or 14 children. Again, I don't know how many lived to adulthood. Yeah. But Meghan's very concerned that her child won't have a title. Yes. And didn't, wasn't it written that great-grandchildren don't get titles anyway? Yeah, I seem to remember something like that. Yeah, but so, so it seems that they want it both ways. Yeah, yeah. They want titles, and they want the money, and they want the security detail, but they don't want to be affiliated. So how is that going to play out? You see, so they have yeah. a conundrum here. Seems like they're asking for a little bit more coverage that normally than normally is provided. So, right, yeah. right. Yeah, so, you know... What I'm thinking about this is they can end up, you know, getting to the bargaining table, one side with the royal family and one with them, and they're going to hack hash out their their financial worth and their their pension or whatever else they're going to talk about, so they can figure out what it is that they need to bring in themselves to supplement their income. But you know, it seems to me that when you run around wearing a $2,900 dress on TV, that's a little expensive. Okay. You know, yeah. it's just to the manner born. I realize that, you know, their their cost of living is way higher than ours because they feel they deserve it. I, you know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of in the same place where she is about, because I have a stationary Uranus, okay? You know, and I, I kind of look at this and go, why can't they be like everybody else and earn a living, you know? Right. Because they don't know how. I know. They really don't. And they never saw anybody. Well, I'm not saying Megan never saw anybody do it, but Harry never saw anybody do it. No. Uh-uh. And I'm sure Megan had a normal education. And they, the royal family doesn't get educations. They I just, know. They just get, you know, things handed to them here and there. And they're expecting to know stuff about their, their office and, you know, the social business that they do out in the world. But that's all that's expected of them. Yeah. You know, and... um. Except, you know, there's a few that are exceptions. I think that Prince Charles, even though he hasn't had much challenge in his life, he's very socially conscious about the environment. So he's, oh, educated, so, him, yes. he's educated himself about that, which is commendable. But, you know, uh, aside from that, you know, not much. Anything else, you know. So um, it, um, I just find this interesting because 
I, you know, I didn't even bother to look at. There has to be a time and place when the uh, royal family started. I think it was in 1952. I was looking up a date on that. You know, approximately when the royal family, but the royal family started eons and eons ago, hundreds and hundreds right. of years ago. So finding an actual really live date would be kind of hard to do. But it seems as though because of Diana, what she did some 40 years ago, this is coming back to haunt them, obviously. Absolutely. And this might have uh, to have another layer that they have to go down to get down to to figure out how to remake their families so it works in today's society. Because, you know, it's everything has changed. I mean, society has so changed from where Queen Elizabeth came into office or came into power, you know. And so what does that mean, you know, for somebody who is so much younger, you know, like Meghan? She's got her values and wants and needs are completely different than the royal families are. So they, they don't even know what the heck's going on with them. They look at them, what the heck is she doing? No, well, because she's just expected to toe the mark. She's supposed to do what's expected of her. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's supposed to be dressing sweet and looking nice and, and being kind to everybody when you meet them. But, you know, those are social skills. But what? who is she really? And, you know, she's been asking questions of herself like, who am I? What am I supposed to be doing? And so that that speaks and says something about her consciousness that she wants to be more valuable than just a pretty face. Yes. Yeah. And I'm really happy to hear that because I think she has enormously great energy to do that. And it takes somebody with a stationary Uranus or a, a Uranus that isn't aspected like our caller had you know, that that can take those um, issues by the horns and really wrestle them to the ground and say, hey, that's not good enough, you know. So, I mean, this is going to be a major life lesson for all of us. Everybody's watching this right now. And um, it's I think it's going to be a big change in the royal family myself, I think, just like what happened when Diana was alive. Right. Because I remember after she died, um, Queen Elizabeth went out to various cafes and places like that to meet people. She right. wouldn't have done that before, but she did no. then. Yeah. But she had never done it in her life. That's right. Yeah. So, I mean, it means a social change, you know, essentially. And it, uh, it's, They live in a parallel universe. Yes. And they, um, Megan is asking them to find the middle ground between her universe and theirs. Yeah. And they don't know how to do that. Yeah, they don't. They have to be taught, you know. And who's going to teach them? Well, she's going to teach them. (laughs) Um, What taught them was the press. What hounded them was the press. And why that type of journalism isn't banned is surprising to me. Yeah, it is. And because... The country is essentially conservative, and they're going to go by the old rules of the old family. They're going to follow that, and anybody else that comes in that's going to threaten that is going to be frowned upon, you know, because I remember seeing pictures on Facebook or wherever of Megan, and the title of the picture selection was, Things that you don't want the royal family seeing you in, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. and the clothes that she was wearing, they're pretty wild stuff. You know, and, you know, she's Leo, so she didn't have any problem wearing it. But, you know, this these types of things may cause a problem within the family and within the firm, as they call it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just uh, I, I you know what I love watching? Honestly, I love watching social changes in the world. 
That's the thing that just excites the hell out of me, you know, because there's always something that happens right at the first point when the whole awareness becomes that. And it's something so shocking that it just blows everybody up. And, and usually out of that, things change. You know, it's what we need is a shock in our side. That's a Uranus deal. So, Oh, yes. Yes, and it is. And she is shocking to people. Yes, yeah, she certainly is. So, I mean, everything about her is shocking to people. Yep. She her is. appearance, her experience, yep. and her conduct yep. is we, shocking. We didn't even know she was pregnant until... right. Couple right. of weeks ago, and she was already uh, she's having a baby in June or so in mm-hmm. in, the, in the spring. So uh, that's kind yeah. Of and in the spring of Neptune in the May twenty ninth, Mercury stations at twenty four Gemini, opposing her Neptune. Oh. And in June twenty fifth, Neptune squares her natal Neptune. Oh boy. That's that's yeah. a, that's a life thing. That's a life that transit. Is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's going to be interesting to see what happens there. But you know the thing is with stationary planets, the stationary Uranus. If you have it aspecting the Uranus a planet, the the station the planet is when it gets transited by something will be affected very deeply. It's more deeply than it if it wasn't attached to a stationary planet. It's it's blown out of the water. It's yeah. like a torpedo being well, blown out of the water. Okay, all right. I went, didn't want to put it that dramatically, but since you said it, that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really is that way, you know. And I've been kind of looking at my own chart because my Uranus is aspecting a bunch of planets in a in a grand square, you know. And and my Uranus is in the eleventh house, but it's also squaring Saturn. It's also opposing Chiron. It's also squaring Mercury. You know, and um, when I have something transiting any one of those particular planets, things kind of come unglued, <laughs> to say the least. Oh, but I love I love that planet. I love it being stationary in my chart. I really do. You know, because um, the interesting thing is, my dad had Sun Uranus conjunction in his chart. So, ah, there you go. So you had a close bond with him then. Yeah, I had a very close bond. He was cra- kind of crazy. You know, kind of nuts. You know, well, you had Sun conjunct Uranus. What do you want? Right? Yeah, well, that's true. You know, and it was in his fifth house in Pisces, the firstborn child. So I have those qualities. You see, so it was pretty cool to see that. You know, I love seeing the lineage in astrology, how things play out in children and children of children. You know, mm-hmm. to see what's being inherited from the parents. You know, because those are the gifts that we get you know, from our parents when, you know, that's really cool. Anyway, oh, my gosh, we have one minute left here, and I've got to let you go. Darn it. Okay. Okay. So this was a great show today. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, it's always always wonderful being on the air with you, Wendy. Oh, thank you so much. We'll have you on very again very soon, so no worries there. Thank you. <laughs> okay, thank you. Take care. Okay, you too. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, so... Um, our, let's see what we got here. Okay, you can get a hold of me at EileenGrimes.com or JupiterRisingShow.com. And you can also, um, on our next show, we'll have Mary Beckman, the rock and roll psychic. She's kind of crazy. And the following show that week will be uh, Matt Shea. And also, I'm going to be going back to the um, readings after dark at the Pizza Casa probably in a couple weeks. So we went over there for my birthday, which was Thursday. And when I was talking to the manager, she says, yeah, we want to get you back in here. So that's cool. So anyway, so how much time we got? 
Okay, it's time to go. <laughs> All right. It's, that's it for us. And I hope you enjoyed the show this week. And tune in to us next week and listen to Psychic Spectrum next. This is the Jupiter Rising show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio.